podcast. We hope you enjoy this week's message by our pastor, Steve Troyer, and that as you listen, your faith truly does come alive in Jesus. Good morning again. Thank you very much. It's, uh, we've been here a few times over the years, either myself or Ruth, and I've uh, never been to this location before. Um, so thank you very much for inviting us. We've been looking forward to being with you again. And thank you very much for your support as a church to us. It's always very generous and it's very helpful. Um, and we love putting it into missions. It's helped a lot. Uh, Gombe has been built up um, and is doing well. And uh, we're praying now that the same uh, blessing that came to Gombe will, will just, God will multiply it and it will go to many, many regions um, that uh, we are involved with. Um, so I've asked for this photo to be put up while I'm speaking. Uh, this is the, um, uh, the main site that CFM bought. Uh, it's on the outskirts of Joss. So we, we bought this in 2010, uh, to stroke 2011. And um, <clears throat> it's a, almost 40 acres. It goes down to the, the river below. You can't see that. It goes up here to about here with um, farming, animal buildings. We have different kinds of animals with, with buildings for them there. Orchards are coming up. Um, so that's, that's the headquarter site, as I said, just outside of Jos in uh, northern Nigeria. When we started CFM in 2007, we rented a facility and, uh, inside the city of Jos. And uh, that's where we started our Bible college. And our um, landlord was a Muslim gentleman, and uh, well, he was just a, um, a businessman, nothing to do with with his faith. He was he was a bit, uh, you know, a um, bit of a rip-off merchant. Nice, nice gentleman, but um, the the building was never, uh, you know, he never maintained it. We had to do all the maintenance, and he'd always be increasing rent and. Uh, and so on. It was it was a tough time. So we were there from 2000 and 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 uh, Christmas 2006 until early uh, uh, 2020. So you know about 14, uh, 13, 14 years. And um, so during that time, we had bought this land and we were building um, a few things on it. We had this uh, this is the staff uh, flats. Ruth and I stay in one of those flats. Other staff stay in some of the flats. And the second building we put up was this uh, uh, chapel building there and, uh, for, for services. And uh, then uh, that was, uh, we were building that as a chicken shed to start with. And we thought, well, that's too illustrious for chickens. So um, uh, <laughs> the chickens were a bit offended, but we, uh, we, that became a vocational center. It's just, it's just amazing how God has led us even though at times we, we thought we were building this or that, and uh, the Lord had other ideas, and he's just put the whole thing together so wonderfully over the years. That's a vocation centre now. And, uh, and, so, and then we, we built this uh, children's school. That's, we still have three buildings to put up there, but there's about, um, I don't know, about 700 children, I think. Uh, we've got some other buildings behind the chapel you can't see. Uh, so we have different schools, but that's, that's the main school on, on, on our site, but schools in other locations as well. Um, so that's about what we had there, and, and we had, I think, a couple of staff buildings there. Um, this is, say, by 2020 in January. 
So a lot of these buildings weren't there then. And uh, so we haven't been in Australia since 2019. We were, before the lockdowns, this last time we went back for Christmas 2019. And then in 2020, uh, the start of 2020, I did not have a vision for, for moving the Bible College from our rented facilities to this site. I thought, well, this will be years. And um, I was thinking at least five years away. Uh, we were doing other, you know, the children's school and other things there. We, we also have um, um, a crisis care centre. So we have uh, hundreds of children. So this, this, is a two, this has a balcony. It's like a, a chapel area with an upstairs balcony. Uh, but under the balcony, we, we bricked off with breeze, uh, breeze blocks and we made them into children's hostels because we had a lot of um, children whose parents had been killed by Boko Haram and by Fulani terrorism. And so we have hundreds of children in these dormitories uh, underneath the, uh, the, the chapel decking for the upstairs of the, of the hall. We just wanted that hall to be used every day. You know, because when there's so much terrorism suffering, you feel a bit, you know, um, apologetic to the Lord for putting money into buildings when people are suffering and... We, we thought, well, this has to be used every day to help the poor and to help, help the victims. And thank, thanks to the Lord, it is. So the funds he's given us for this is only a percentage of the, of the funds that the Lord has given us to be helping the poor and helping the victims. It's just been miraculous um, and far beyond anything that we can ask or think. Just like the miracles we saw here with the children this morning, feeding the 5,000 and stilling the storm. We've seen all this happen um, time and time again in, in, in miracles um, through, through uh, what the Lord is doing there. Uh, so a lot of good things were happening on this site, but moving the Bible college from our rented facility, that was out of my ballpark completely. I just thought, well, we, I, I can't even think about that um, because it's, it's, the project is too big. We only had 500 Bible school students then. And it, I thought it was impossible to relocate uh, that institution to, to this site. We need male hostels, female hostels, offices, um, classrooms, a lot of classrooms. We teach in three different languages. Uh, we teach English as the national language of Nigeria. Um, thank God. Uh, um, Hausa is the language of northern Nigeria. Um, and uh, a lot of people just speak Hausa. And, and um, uh, the French is the language of some of the countries bordering us, like Cameroon, Chad, uh, Republic of Niger. We have students from those nations. So we, we need to speak, we need to hold our classes in three different languages so students can go to whatever uh, language they speak and, and do their year one diploma, year two diploma in their own language. Um, and they're all grassroots, so all of these students come from village centres, rural centres, most all of them, where there's no cash economy. They, they farm, that's how they live and sustain themselves. The, the Nigerian economy has, has been gone from bad to worse over the last five decades. It's shattered. And uh, if, if I may be so bold to say that uh, this climate change is just going to, policies, is going to destroy it completely. Uh, you know, throw them a few um, solar panels and say, be warmed and filled. <laughs> just, they're cutting down their trees to burn, to get firewood, to, 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 to cook. And yet they have energy coming out of their ears. Not allowed to use it. Gas, one of the greatest uh, gas resource centres in the world. Um, 
so it, the Nigerians, Nigerians are suffering. And, and when, you, when you get to the rural areas, there is just no cash economy, no health, nothing. Um, and so um, you really... Uh, and, and, and it brings instability. Uh, when you want peace, you, you've got to have hope. You've got to have education for youth. You've got to have you know, um, a future, jobs, you know, um, th- these sorts of uh, fundamental things that, that uh, reduce crime and, um, and, and, and build peace and, and hope for the future. So that's what we're wanting to advocate for. We've, we've, uh, we're, we've you know, been advocating for peace for a long time. It, it's, it first started with us saying, well, we need to build relationships with our Muslim neighbours. We didn't know any of them. We went through incredible crises um, with murder everywhere around, we we had uh, um, we, we we had rumours that truckloads of Muslims are coming from another city to our rented barber school. We're going to kill us all, and I had no idea if those rumours were true or not, because I didn't know any Muslims. I only lived half a mile up the road, and I had no relationship with them, so I couldn't call to see if if the rumours were true. And that that's what escalates violence. Rumours bring fear, and fear brings preemptive self-defence action. Um, and it just gets it, it, horrific. And, and so after the crises, the first ones died down, we, we got to build relationships. And, and um, you know, we're seeing so many of them come to Christ uh, through relationships. We're seeing peace built up. You know, on, on one side of the, this property here is a Fulani community. And on the other side, this side is a Christian community. And we didn't realise the extent of the violence when we brought this land, but it even got worse after we bought the land. It was the epicentre of Fulani violence in Nigeria. Um, you know, and we built this, this place here and, uh, first and had staff in there and I'd say, you know, Merry Christmas, and I'd go back to, you know, to Australia or something like that for Christmas and leave them here as the piggy in the middle, dodging the bullets uh, from these two communities. And I felt a bit guilty about this while I was, uh, you know watching my nativity scene in Deniliquin. It was all lovely. And uh, my staff are dodging bullets over there. So we, we went back and we went to the Fulani community on that side. And the Fulani community was locked down with military. Um, tanks and armoured vehicles had locked it down because of the violence. And a lot of the violent Fulanis come from the north, from Mali, being pushed out by Gaddafi's ex-merchant. When Gaddafi was destroyed, uh, that just brought just instability to the whole region. And, and, and so that's, that's really where this comes from in, in our place. And so uh, we went to the Fulani king in this, in this town centre there and uh, said, can we start a computer centre in, in your township and bring Muslim and Christian youth together? And he was really happy about that and, and said, uh, sure. And, and they had two mosques in the town. They gave us one of their mosques. Uh, to, just gave it to Christian Faith Ministries. And, you know, if Boko Haram found out about that, they'd be flattened. You know, so they took a real risk. And we found that every Muslim we communicated with took a real risk to stand with us. Um, big risk. And they said, no, we're standing with Christians. We are totally rejecting uh, this Islamic terrorist group. It's just not, not us at all. I reckon about 95% of the Muslims in the, in the country took that stand in the end. And that's one of the reasons why Boko Haram was defeated because it was isolated. Uh, you know, relationships between Christians and Muslims brought cohesion at the grassroots level, um, which was wonderful. So, you know, we have disciples and, and uh, uh, you know, Muslim converts, and, and uh, you know, they're, 
some of them are quite young and, and youth and you know, they're with us because their lives are in danger. It doesn't mean they're all angels. But they come to Christ and their lives are in danger and so they're brought out and we have to disciple them. It's a lot of pastoring. And occasionally they get offended because they're told to do something beneath their station, you know, like clean a toilet or something. And so two, two Fulani converts with us went to the Fulani king next and said they're coming back to Islam and began to report a whole lot of misdemeanors of Christian faith ministries. You know, we're this and we're that and we do this and we torture Muslims and all the... You know, and just he thought that, you know, they'd all be hooray, you know. They're coming back to Islam and he'd stir up a great, you know, attack against us and, and uh, because that's how it often goes. And, but the, the Fulani king he reported us to got in his car and drove around to my house and came in and sat down, had a cup of tea and said, well, this is the report from... Um, you know, people that have come from, uh, Muslim converts that have come from your site. And uh, I just wanted to come around and talk to you about it. And we discussed it all. And he said, well, thank you. Finish his tea. He said, I knew that was the case, but I just, I'm supposed to come and talk with you. Uh, so he went back to, his, to the town. He called the Fulani converts pastor. This is a, a Muslim Fulani king calling the pastor of Muslim converts who brought them to us. This pastor. And said, come and collect your boys from my house. Take them back to your church and teach them not to lie. Wow. And, uh, and uh, I won't tell you how we, how we do that in Nigeria. Um, you know, teach people not to lie. That's just a joke. Um, but uh, so, you know, and so the pastor just went and got them. And, and all the Muslims around us know that we have... All of these Muslim converts here. We know not just the disciples, but so many in the Bible school, Fulani and others, other tribes and hundreds of them. And they all know that. In fact, we have four soldiers on site that, um, uh, you know, uh, some of them are Muslim. The, 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 the army commander in our area is a Muslim. And they could raise up stories and shut us down because they know we do missions in Islamic areas all through the north. But they, they say this is good, what this ministry is doing. And it should be encouraged. And they're right behind us. You know, the army, the police, the government in that country. And uh, they're, they're right behind what the, God's just given us that grace, um, which, which is a real blessing. But getting back to the rented facility, you know, our friend, the businessman there, the, the landlord. Um, so I got, we, Ruth and I got back there at the end of 2019. We're in our office early 2020 and we'd heard that the landlord had doubled the rent. You know, I mean, he's always putting rent up and he never, um, you know, maintained a thing. We did all the maintenance on the, you know, we got, every time it rained, we got drenched. It was just a, a terrible location. Always increasing rent, now he doubles the rent. And I thought, what, it'll be five years before we can move the Bible school to the site. Maybe people after us will be doing it. Maybe it wouldn't be done in our lifetime. And uh, so... I didn't know what to do, and I was sitting in my office, and two of our leaders, Paul Shetema, who's a Fulani convert, and Gabriel Isa, who's one of our other main leaders, they came together to my office, and they were talking about what the landlord had done, and they said, you know, we can move. We can move the Bible college. This is God. To me, it was a great disaster. <laughs> What are we going to do? Like, um, I'm Irish, like Hanrahan will all be ruined before the year is out. You know? <laughs> I'm, as I, I'm Irish to the core, <laughs> so I need to pray a lot. 
Um, no matter what happens, we'll all be ruined before the year is out. <laughs> and uh, so, uh, thank, thank you for my, my Irish ancestry. Um, so my wife's always encouraging me. And uh, so it's just, my, our, our two leaders said, God is in this. This is God's purpose. And I, I just saw it as a, you know, as I said, a terrible thing. But they said, no, this is God's purpose. And they started to explain three, three things we could do that would help. And, you know, they weren't three great things, but, yeah, they're a start. We could, we, and we could do these, and that gave us something to hold on to. And as they were speaking to me, I received faith that what they were saying was true. And that's all I need. And this is, this is God. This is the truth. Uh, God, God will be with us and he will do this in this, what I saw as an impossible move. God is in it and, and he will help. So I guess this is the 11.55 or whatever it is. Um, one of those scenes, one of those cases. And so uh, we said, okay, we'll move in one month in March. Uh, four weeks. You've got, you've got time, you've got four weeks to build the things that we need, <laughs> those three little things that they mentioned. And uh, th- that wasn't much. It was, it was finishing this small, this two-story, this small one here uh, for a female hostel. Um, it was building one of these for a hostel. Um, it, you know, it wasn't, wasn't much at the time, but it was something. And, um, and so just as we started to move, uh, we came under lockdown you know, because of the COVID thing. And, and uh, um, we didn't need lockdown, but, every, you know, no one knew what was happening here to start with the first few months. It was, it was you know, we heard things and we didn't really know what was happening and what danger. And, and, uh, but we, we decided to stay there. We're, we're, it's our family. Um, so, so we stayed on there. And, uh, you know, so we said, okay, we're, we're all in quarantine anyway, so let's just keep working and teaching and... <laughs> And all, we, we said all the villages around us, we're all in the same quarantine. We extended the quarantine boundaries to include everyone around us and because uh, we needed builder and experts from those villages and so on. And so we were just able to go on, and, uh, but a lot of people in the country suffered because, uh, you know, they need to get to work every day. They live on daily wages and, 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 and a lot of people died in poverty and hunger, and, and thank God the lockdowns didn't last long. The, the, the youth of the country wouldn't allow it. And, and, um, so we were able to get back to, except that our schools were, um, were locked down for eight months. But apart from that, but during that time, the blessing of God was just uh, phenomenal. Just far, you know, we were saying that, just like the children here, as I said, feeding the 5,000, and, and, and God will do above that which we can ask or think, and... He actually started doing that. And um, this, this another chapel and, and hostels for the Bible school students went up. And this other building here behind went up for the classrooms and more hostels for the uh, um, uh, students. This one too is Mara's house. That's the first floor. It's been finished. The second floor, by God's grace, is going up early next year. Um, a ministry, another ministry is sponsoring that. Um, so suddenly we have an, enough room for a thousand Bible college students to be living on site, um, and and they, and God just started bringing them in from all over um, Nigeria, Chad, Cameroon, and uh, Republic of Niger, uh, and so 
it's just the way the Lord blessed us during this time was just phenomenal. Um, this Mara's house is for is for women that come from persecuted backgrounds. Maybe they've they've come to Christ, they've been forced into marriage, they've been raped. Uh, the the two of them that we have at the moment are brides of Boko Haram soldiers that escaped. Uh, so they often come with their babies, and we nurture them and bring, and and nurture them in their faith and vocational education. So as I said, this this is our vocational uh, education area here. And we teach them in building, in clothes making, in shoe making, um, about 13 different skills. And so uh, that's for our disciples, uh, Muslim converts, our, our woman, what we, we call the woman's house, Mara's house, did I say that? Uh, Mara means, uh, I think it's from Naomi in Book of Ruth, call my name Mara for bitterness, the bitter experiences that she had passed through. So um, even our Bible school students, all of these, we teach them vocational skills. Uh, they really need to be able to work with their hands. And many of the Bible school students say, well, it's, uh, that's beneath my station. You know, to, I'm, I'm, I'm in the spirit, um, you know, preaching and praying. I shouldn't be doing vocational education. And we tell them, well, Jesus was a carpenter and Paul made tents. So off you go to the vocational center. <laughs> and uh, so they're always very happy two or three years later. Um, but uh, so that's... Um, where the Lord has, has brought us to um, during, during these years. Uh, we're very thankful uh, for what he has done and uh, what he is doing. We have great team people. You know, as I said, we're all grassroots. Um, I'm grassroots. <laughs> um, you know, I grew up in, in Sydney, but uh, I missed a lot of my education um, because... Uh, um, my, my, well, my excuse was my mum was really sick. We, we had to look after her, but I wasn't really interested in school anyway. Um, it wasn't until I got born again that my heart really changed and, and I wanted to learn. Um, and so we want to go and teach others as well. We want to, when God has touched their heart. And all of our leadership team, they all come from grassroots backgrounds. They all come from through our Bible college. They're all trained to be part of our family and work together and um, so we're just thankful to God uh, for, for the blessing there. Um, we can say, well, what, what's ahead? Well, we're, we're planning to go back in the 6th of December. We have, a, we have five children of our own. One of, our youngest son is special needs, um, autistic spectrum and, and never been really diagnosed, but a uh, lovely boy, but um, we've struggled to, to find his place. But he, uh, we, 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 bring, we, we train uh, dogs here, Alsatians and uh, one other c- c- kind of dog. I can't remember the breed of it. But, um, and so he loves dogs. And he cares for these seven dogs as, as they breed and their puppies. And we have a maternity section on the back of our flat here, and, uh, which is right next to his room. And uh, so he didn't want to come back to Australia with us. He just doesn't like crowds and airports and being shuffled from church to church. And... Uh, so he, he's there and they just love him there. And, and he's got good, he works hard, he's got good work to do. So we're, uh, we're really happy about that. So we want to go back to, and join him early December so we can be there for Christmas and give some of our team a break. And, but God, God has given us tremendous leaders, um, really good people. In the hospital there, this is the hospital that came up in the last three years as well. That's a two-story hospital. 
It does surgery. It does lots of medical care uh, for a lot of people. Our head doctor, we trained in Benson's Barber College many years ago. We put him on scholarship. And he, I didn't know. He came to the office in Joss years, years later. It was about 10 years back and said, after going through Barber School, you sponsored me. Then I went into medical school. I'm a medical doctor. He's, he trained under one of the best doctors in our state. And he said, I want to, you, you're my mummy and daddy. I want to work with you. Um, and he's a very good leader of, of that hospital. So thank you very much. And if, we, we have a mini documentary. It goes, I asked the boys there to do it in five minutes. And uh, it's 18 minutes. So... Uh, they interviewed some of our leaders about things and, you know, it just shows a bit about the work. And if you'd like to see this, I can send it to you. Um, if you give me your email, I don't have paper. If you, want to, if you have a bio and paper, just write it down and give it to me. But please write it in uh, primary school script, you know, primary, primary school writing, because I always get the I can't read them properly. So uh, if you'd like that, we'd be happy to, uh, to do that. Amen. So God will bring something better out of your situation. Yes. Amen? Because uh, that's what he does. That's what he does. We, uh, our, um, the head of our studio uh, you know, re- resigned. He's going to Canada. And uh, you know, we love these people. They're part of the family. But God will bring something better out of it. Uh, we've been training him for so many years. He just gets to the point where he's very good. And he resigns. <laughs> uh, but we thank God for him and for the, what we're able to put into him. And God, God, will do, God will go above and beyond. Amen? Above and beyond. Praise the Lord. And bless us in, and bless you in Jesus' name. Thank you. Thank you very much. Can I pray? Yes. Father, we thank you for, Lord, who you are and what you do in our lives, Lord God. And uh, for your glory and for your testimony. We thank you for your people. Uh, Lord, in Nigeria and your people here and for working through those that you have chosen to build your work and to uh, bring your gospel into our nations in Jesus' name. We thank you that you're doing a mightier thing, Lord God. Where, Where there's darkness around in the nations in the world, you said that your light will overcome the darkness. And we believe that in the years ahead. We thank you that our lives are a part of that in Jesus' name. for listening to this week's message. To find out more about what's happening in the life of our church and how you can join in with all the fun, head to newbinelengths.com.au or find us on social media. Have a lovely week.